welcome to This Is Your Book Club podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. Welcome back. Happy to be here. Right? Yes. We're going to jump right in. We have what's on your shelf today. Absolutely. Uh, we need our book fact here for our is September book club Your pick. book fact about Alison Larkin. So our book is by Alison Larkin. The People We Keep. And I have just a little bit her bio off of her website. Um, Alison Larkin is the internationally best-selling author of novels Stay, Why Can't I Be With You, and Swimming for Sunlight, and now adding this new one to it that we're reading. Her short fiction has been published in the Somerset Review and Slice, and nonfiction in the anthologies. I'm not the biggest bitch in this relationship, an author in progress. <laughs> hmm. I know none of this. She lives in San Francisco Bay Area with her husband, Jeremy. I haven't ever heard of her. Neither have I. So this... This is new. Yeah. I I don't know any of those other books or any of um, the anthologies. I haven't read anything by her. Okay. So this um, caught my eye because I just read The Gifted School by Bruce Hollings Hallsinger. Okay. And he wrote about her novel... In sparkling and unflinching prose, Larkin spins a propulsive story about friendship and intimacy, love and loss, and the healing power of art. A big-hearted and deeply moving novel. Ooh. So. That's a good sell. Yeah. I'm excited to read Me it. Me too. Wait. Very good. So, Jamie. Yes, Sarah. What's on your shelf today? So much. So much. I actually have read so much lately. Oh, I can't so, wait to hear. How will you choose? I know, because it's hard. <laughs> my classroom has flooded multiple times and since school started two weeks ago. Oh and my gosh. so I've had to like take down bulletin boards and redo bulletin boards and take down bulletin boards and redo bulletin boards, which I could be um, really mad about yeah. because it's time and time I don't really have. However, in all of that, I've been listening to a book, and so I've oh. gotten a lot of books in in the last two weeks. Oh, man. As I'm, I am jealous doing and redoing my room. So I've been traveling, and therefore oh, not. Re I thought I would read, but I ended up just being with the people I was with, being so, so I busy and then tired. Didn't read. Yeah, yeah, like I going all day and then sleeping hard. That's a good trip. It was a good trip. That's good. Okay, so it is hard to choose. However. I'm going to start with my five star. Ooh. I'm going to hit you with a good one. Okay. The women they could the woman they could not silence. Ooh, I've heard of this one. One woman, her incredible fight for freedom and the men who tried to make her disappear by Kate Moore. I've heard of this. It you is, loved it. Oh my gosh, it was so good and I wanted to throw things <laughs> as I'm reading it. Yes. It is like, are you kidding me? Like come on already. Ugh. It was so good. So good. So frustrating. So it takes place in 1860s, I think. Okay. Don't quote me there. A long time ago. A long time ago, um, where women were still property of their husbands. Ugh. So, so if your husband treated you badly or divorced you or died, heaven forbid, you didn't inherit any of the property from your husband even the things you brought to the marriage yourself ew it went to someone else and you were left destitute ew okay so this woman um her name is elizabeth packard she was a housewife six kids her husband was a pastor and 
she was a very intellectual, outspoken woman. She taught her children many, many things. She All the things she knew she was teaching, she was teaching them about the Bible. And she had kind of progressive thoughts okay. for the time. And it upset her husband. Oh. So therefore, she must have been mentally crazy oh. if she would speak of these things. And back then, all you had to do as the husband is say, my wife's crazy. And make that statement to a judge and they put you in. They commit you. Yep. Oh my god. She was committed many times. Oh my gosh. And um, she just wanted to get out to take care of her children. So she was separated from her children. She was put in these um, hospitals and her, um, these mental hospitals and her children were then raised by her husband, which really turned out to be her oldest daughter ended up raising and doing the housework and she was only like 12 at the time or 11 Aww. so like the heavy responsibility was put on her daughter because of this and she just kept elizabeth just kept fighting and fighting and fighting and she kept writing she was a big writer and so this story that kate moore wrote is based off of journals and um multiple journals multiple primary sources to put this story together wow and it is incredible wow it's a great read I five stars wow you like so grateful for the pioneers who fought for women's rights back yeah. when it was so hard to fight for women's rights because you would get locked in a institution. So there you go. That is crazy. Give it a read. I am going to. Ooh. That sounds so good. So good. Awesome. What's on your shelf, Sarah? Mine's not quite as heavy and exciting as yours, but it is one that's being talked about quite a bit. Okay. Um, it's 100 years of Lenny and Margot. Um, by Marianne Cronin. So this one is newer and like just came out in June of this year. Okay. And it's been on a lot of lists. I have not heard of this one actually. It's super, it's super interesting. So it's, okay. it follows a girl who is 17 years old and she has some sort of a chronic illness and you don't really understand. I assume it's a form of cancer, but she doesn't go into the details of it. It's just kind of like lame, right? That she has okay. to live in this hospital. She okay. basically lives in the hospital and she's just really depressed, as you can imagine. And she, the people in her life are just the people in her, in the hospital. And you don't ever hear about her family or anybody else because she just talks about the What's nurses or her. the, you know, the security person or whoever that's just also in the hospital all the time. And, um, I mean, eventually you learn the story of her family, but, right. you know, you don't really get that at first. And then she, you, there's lots of little side stories that are happening around her of a nurse, of a art teacher who creates an art room in the hospital for the patients to have a space to come and create and think of something other than their illness. And she goes to this art room and in the art room meets Margot, who is hmm. like 83 years old. And she realizes that together they make a hundred. Oh, so cute. Margot's 83. Three. Lenny is 17 and together they make a hundred and, and there's, they have a That's funny so little way of meeting and they click. She yeah. just likes Margot a lot and they spend a lot of time together. She also becomes very good friends with the hospital church pastor mm -hmm. or whoever the clergy person is there that runs the chapel and she likes to get his advice and she asks him really hard questions about life and death, you know, and he, doesn't always have the answers, but he just really loves Lenny. And it's a, it's a sweet little relationship. It, it's a fun book. I, I liked it. It 
felt a little slower to me. You do jump around hearing all the different people's stories. And so there was a lot happening and it felt a little slow, but it was really cute. I gave it three stars. Okay. Not like knock me over the head. Awesome. But definitely cute and worth reading. I love a story with an elderly character with a younger character. They're always good. Like that's that's always Just endearing to me. And it's like all the goings on in a hospital, which is another unique perspective. So. Ooh, I'm excited for that one. Yeah, it was fun. Awesome. Hey, my next one is What to Say Next by Julie Buxbaum. Okay. It came out in 2017, but I had never heard of it. It somehow showed up on somebody that I know on Goodreads read it. And I was like, huh, okay, let's read that one. It's so sweet. I gave it four stars. Okay. It was really cute. It is about two high school students. Well, there's multiple high school students, but the main characters are two very unlikely friends that you, you know, you wouldn't ever think that they would come together. One of them's name is David and David is on the autism spectrum and super, super smart intellectual, but just doesn't fit in. And and he knows he just needs to get through high school because college is going to be so much better where he can learn so much more about his actual interests. He's just got to make it through here. And I think I talked last week about a book, Rules, that I read with my kids where his sister helps him with this notebook of rules. Similar thing, sister helps him, and he's got this notebook that he writes down all his thoughts of, he can't remember people. He doesn't remember faces. And so to help him kind of remember this person this and this and this, or they did this to me once or so that he knows if he has an interaction with them, because he doesn't remember, he can go through and read what, you know, what his sister helped him say about that person. If this was a safe person to talk to, oh, okay. if this was a That's safe a person idea. to be in a group with or to do a project with this okay. person did this to you once. Remember, if he says this, don't respond, walk away, you know, just little things like that to get him through his day. On the other hand, there's Kit. Kit is popular. Kit has had a boyfriend. She hangs out with the cool people. Um, But her dad has just passed away. And she feels very, very alone. And the people she hangs out with, she doesn't feel like she doesn't like the way they're looking at her or dancing around the idea of that her dad's gone. They're just she's not receiving the support she needs. When David finds out, and he's not really friends with her at all, but he's always thought she was cute and just he doesn't have any bad experiences with her. When he finds out, because he doesn't have any social, you know, perception of what to say or not say, he says, that sucks, your dad died. And it's exactly what she needed. She needed someone <laughs> to ex- just be like, this sucks. Yeah. yeah, your dad died. She didn't want to hear any more. I'm so sorry about your dad. He was a good person. You know, like all the fake stuff. It was just nice to hear the honest truth. This sucks that your dad died. Yeah. And so just over a couple of weeks and the interactions with them, they actually become a support to one another. And it's, it's a great story. They really help each other out. And, um, and of course there's awful things that happen from other people and, how they treat how her friends treat her when she is no longer hanging out with them. But it was great. It was great to have a representation of a child on the spectrum and to kind of see into their world. Yeah. And I think that opens up our world. So it was great. Awesome. On the list. 
Okay, my next one is We Are the Brennans. This was a Reese's Book Club pick. I've seen this. Yeah. I. It's not on my want to read list yet because I, I haven't quite, heard any no. feedback yet. Well, on I it. gave it four stars. Ooh, I liked so it. So I'm going to add it. I liked it. So, like, I didn't know what the, like, the back or what the story was. Like, I don't think I, I went into it pretty blind. I yeah. didn't really know what I was reading. And so what it is, is there's a family, the Brennans, and you start out, you know, kind of five years in the future after something happened and you find them where they are now. You don't know what happened, but you know that the daughter, they have one daughter and three sons and the daughter is estranged. She's out in California and she gets in a car accident and her emergency contact is her brother whom she hasn't spoken to in a long time. Huh. In New York. Okay. So they, the police call the brother and the brother is like, that's weird. This is weird. Just isn't there someone else who can help her? And they're like, well, we don't know. You're the only person. So he, he decides it's time that they fix this and he goes and gets her. Okay. And he convinces her to come home and she comes home and kind of with her tail between her legs as she tries to, she wants to be home, but she feels like maybe she's caused too much damage and you're learning about what happened before and why. There's, there's so much down. There's some pain here. Yes. Um, this brother that went and saved her owns a bar. He's in the midst of opening a second bar. His partner is his very, very best friend from forever, who also is the sister's ex-boyfriend. So there's some. There's the triangle. Tri- yeah, there's some trouble here. And um, they have a brother who has special needs. Mm-hmm. And he's like an adult now. And so that's been a part of their lives. And you kind of learn a little bit about that fun element. I love those kinds of characters and stories. Yeah. I just yes. have to say that. And he's a cute character. It's so real. It is. I love it. Me too. It was great. So there's this mystery kind of about why she, why the sister left. Also, there's some problems with opening their new bar. And there's a lot of things tied into that. And how they kind of actually connect the past mm-hmm. and the current and how they resolve it. Anyway, it's it's really fun. It's a like a twisted, complicated story and and it's real. Like the, the choices that we make and the shame that we feel and you know, we kind of self-punish sometimes out of fear. Yes. I think like we are worried that we might do something and it's going to be so painful to someone else. I'll just punish myself now and really that causes them pain too, right? Like we think we're only hurting we ourselves, think- but we're hurting everyone and there's no healing. I love learning these lessons through stories. Yes. And then taking it into my life and go, huh, what's happening in my life that I'm doing similarly? Yes. Yeah. You know, we are. We totally do this stuff. We do Everybody this. We're humans. It. Yeah. And to learn, I just love it. I know. I really liked I'm it. Excited. I gave it four stars. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. I read Separation Anxiety, which what's that? is, when did this come out? Is 2020. It like self help? No, it's... It sounds like it. (laughs) It's fiction. But it is so... I gave it three stars. Okay. I mean, it's not... I've given you a five, a four, and a three today. I loved it. I recommend it. It's crazy weird out there. But I just, you know, sometimes you just need something to giggle at. And this is it. So it is a story of this lady who... um, She's married... Their marriage is is on the rocks. They're actually technically separated, but because finances are not great, they can't afford to 
move out. So one, the husband lives in the basement. She lives upstairs. They've got this 12-year-old son, and she is experiencing that her son is not her baby anymore. He doesn't want to go and do all the fun things they used to do together. He kind of wants nothing to do with her. He's going through that finding himself stage, and she finds herself really missing her baby. And as she's going through cleaning out the storage room and stuff, she finds this baby carrier and kind of is just like, oh, I remember carrying him around with me and just on a whim puts it on and her dog's there. So she puts her dog in it and it feels really good. (laughs) It feels really good to have the weight of somebody in the sling again, in this baby sling. And she kind of likes it and walks around her house a little bit when no one's there just loving it. And then she takes it off when everyone else comes home and it's kind of her little secret, but she keeps doing it. And it gets okay. to the point where she can't not do it. Oh my goodness. So she is going through life with this son who is, wants nothing to do with her. A, nothing to do with her. B, she carries the dog in a sling everywhere they go. It's embarrassing. Yeah. And she's dealing with her relationship with her husband and should they go to counseling? Should they try to make it work? And then they get this, you know, they need to pay tuition. They can't afford tuition. They're behind on tuition at the son's school. So they get this, like, opportunity to house some people. I'm not, it's <laughs> to get a month off of their tuition. It's wild. It it's all wild. over the place. I was place. going to say that. It's hilarious and real feelings dealt with in maybe... Not a typical way that you wouldn't see someone carrying a dog around, but maybe we all deal with it differently. (laughs) But how should you deal with it? And how do you get help? And how do you heal these things and move on in life? And I thought it was touching and funny and quirky and cute. Just a great, easy read. Kind of just a fun, quirky. A good palate cleanser after some hard books. Just like, yes, everyone needs that. This is out there a bit, but. Funny, like yeah. I was laughing at her. It's just, it's, it's quirky. It's cute, easy yeah, read. I liked there it. There you go. Very good. Um, a separation anxiety by Laura Zygman. I don't think I said the author's name. So there you go. Awesome. All right. The last one that I have to talk about is Songs in Ursa Major by Emma Brody. I actually, this was one of my Target book finds. Like when I went to Target and was like, what's on your shelf? Mm. And I didn't buy it, but I certainly put it on hold at my library. (laughs) As we do. Right? Thank you, Target. So um, when I got it, I was excited. It's just a little background. It's the story of you follow a musician through her experience of being discovered. It's the 1960s. Okay. And she's a songwriter. She's in a band. Their band has been together since junior high. And they get this once in a lifetime. In their small town, they like live on the East Coast. And they like this small, small island town. And it hosts a music fair. What would you call that? Like, like a festival? Festival, yes. A music festival every year. And people come from all over to their island. And so they've always played. But, you know, they have stages all over the place. And they've always been like on a seat. C stage. Okay. You not know, the main stage. No, no. And to very, you know, at very random times that mm-hmm. they don't get a crowd and they play in a local uh, pub and on when it's not the festival, but they just play. Well, they get this really crazy opportunity at the very last minute. The headliner for the festival is in a motorcycle accident and cannot perform. And so they're scrambling because he's on his way 
to the festival, he crashes. When he crashes. So they okay. literally are scrambling and they need somebody. They need to put somebody on the stage. This is a hometown band. So they just hurry and say, go. Yeah. So they get up there and the crowd is angry. I mean, they are booing. They are like chanting the name of this dude that's supposed to be up there. Mm. And she's just casual about it. She's like, like, what do you do? Yeah. I'm here. She's like, oh, yeah, I know you wanted him. Darn it. I'm it, sure he'd you know? rather be here than where he is. Right. And she just like takes her time and and she doesn't sing one of her own songs. She just starts playing a cover and I don't remember what the cover was, but she starts playing cover and everybody knows it. And she does a good job and the band picks up on what she's doing. They've been mm-hmm. playing together forever. And so they just start playing with her. Yeah. And the crowd starts singing along because they all know the song. And from that minute, they start listening and she, they do their set and they have a great set. And she's just like, this is amazing. This is what I've always wanted. Like everyone, look at all these people that are hearing my music. That's, this is the dream. And she goes back to work. She's a waitress at the pub that she sings at. And the music producer comes in and is like, I heard you. And that was amazing. I want to sign you. And you just watch her story kind of go from there. And it is all over the place. And she gets to record, but there's a lot of misogynistic um, views. It's the 60s. It's the 60s, and she feels a certain way about music. Like, it's just the music, and it's what's important to her, and she feels like it'll stand on its own. But there's a game you have to play in the music industry, and she wasn't willing to play it, and how that affected her. And, um, you know, she has a relationship with another musician, and how that all affects her Her experience in the music industry and anyway it is ever like i did not see it went all over the map like she is up and down and i didn't even think it was gonna pan out like i anyway it was a good it's really fun story i loved it i gave it five stars i loved it so much a five star i mean i love music i give me a story about music and the music industry i love it but they did a great job like i felt like I should hear her music. Like she's a musician and we would all love her music. Like, and one of the albums is called Ursa Major and that's where the the title comes comes from. from. Yeah. So cool. I feel like we hit some really good books. I know. I was just like you when you said, I gave a five, a four and three. I'm like, I gave a five, a four and a three. There you go. I know. We get you the good ones. I know. So now you know what you can decide what you want to read, right? I can't wait to read them all. I need more time. I know. Me too. Mm. Definitely. Anyway, so you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. We'd love to hear what you've been reading or if you've read any of these. Please do. Or email us at thisisyourbookclubpodcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. Thank you to Amphibious Zoo for our music. And we'll be back next week. Yeah, I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And And this this is is your book book club. club.